0: We've already started to see movement of employees, and I think it's only going to continue to ramp up in that we're going to see a lot of fluidity in employees um, moving around because, sure, there are going to be some that go along with the flow. Sure, there are going to be some that liked the way it was before. but. Well, it's game day, so uh, I'm drinking tea. Uh, it's game day. Um, I'm trying to limit myself to one coffee a day, which is really hard. So I'm I'm filling my need for a beverage with... Uh, what am I drinking? English breakfast tea right now. Nice. So it's not... I, I still prefer the espresso, the latte, but... It's just too much caffeine for me. Like, I, I don't know if it's because I'm old or what, but if I if I have a latte at like three, like at one in the morning, I'm like, what am I going to do? I still, maybe I should read a book. Maybe I should watch something on TV. And I'm like, I can't calm down, you
1: know? I, I'm, I'm the same way. If I have a coffee too late in the day, like, I, I won't necessarily be bouncing off the walls, but I'll have no desire to go to bed. So it'll be 1130 at night. I'll just be sitting you know in front of the TV watching stuff and not necessarily want to go lay in bed.
0: Yeah. So yeah. anyway, oh, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you how your, uh, your projects are going around the house. So you were, you did the garage. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we had the garage great,
1: great garage clean out. Um, still have some more stuff to go through because we actually ran out of time, but we actually emptied a good portion out of the garage. Um, I'm going to revisit that. And right now I'm working on the side of the house. So make last weekend, or... yeah, working on redoing the, the side of the house, dressing it up for make a fire pit area. So I am I ripped out the seagrass or at least most of the seagrass that we had uh, growing at the edge of this wall. Mm. So rip that out. It, it, it's, it's massive. So I still have some more roots to rip out. And then this weekend, I got to go in and patch some cracks in that in that wall that's a long part of part of the side of the, the house there um and then i want to patch that power wash it and everything i, I want to re- repaint it i don't know if i'm gonna repaint it this weekend but i'm also originally i was going to rip up all the grass in that area and put stone down but then when i was really looking at it I chatted with my brother-in-law and he's like ah, actually those stones i think it's gonna be a bigger pain in the ass than than grass so what i think i'm going to do is aerate the lawn Get mm. topsoil, level it out because there are some dips in it. I mean, you are leveling dad mode at this point. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, aerate it, uh, get soil to level it out. Seed it, put hay down. I'm I'm debating doing that part this weekend.
0: Okay. Well, um, so two things. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one, don't ruin my image because I, I picture you in jorts and like beat up tennis shoes and white and white socks out in the yard so that that's my image um and two can you can you have open flame in the city limits uh where
1: we're at as long as yeah uh, well i mean it's not necessarily open flame but yeah we can have fire pits right
0: um so you can do a fire pit that's okay
1: yeah and now like i i have the solo stove fire oh. pit. so i've, I've been looking that. at
0: those do you really do you like that
1: oh i love it now i've got yeah. uh i got the small one suzanne got it for me for christmas last year nice uh, so i've got the small one it's nice it's portable we've taken down the shore uh with us like it. you know it, i've got a carrying case for it put it in the back of the truck uh, yeah. it burns nice it burns hot um yeah. so what i want to do is once i get the the, the grass redone, is cut out a portion of it and put some flagstone down and then i would have that sitting on top of that got but yeah it. there's people here that have propane or you know gas fire pits yeah. other ones have the small wooden ones um, I haven't seen anybody like build like they're actually like a, a genuine like fire pit where you know you dig out the ground, you put the mm-hmm. like, sand down or whatever, put the stone around it, and then you have that. I haven't seen anybody actually build
0: one of those. Got it. I have a fire pit out back. Um, it, it was built as a wood fire pit. Um, but it's not really. I don't think we're supposed to have wood fires in the city, especially in my neighborhood, because. There's just too much open grass, dry grass. It's too dry at times. Too dry. So a few years ago, I retrofitted it to be a propane fed, um, and it's awesome. But I don't know if it's not comfortable or what, but it just doesn't get the use I wish it would get. And maybe it's just because it doesn't have that authenticity of the wood fire, which just has something unique to it. But I need to figure out how to get more use out of it.
1: Yeah, I, uh, the, one of the reasons why I want to put the focus right now on the side of the yard is, is with the fall coming, I, I mm-hmm. want to make it a point for us to go out there, and and just sit and enjoy, like you know, being outside. Because uh, I think like two years ago she got me a little mini projector, and mm-hmm. then I bought a pop up screen, so I have visions of putting the screen up and mm-hmm. then going and putting you know, putting a hockey game on in the winter or putting a movie on on like a Friday night, getting the fire pit going. And then us just, you know, kind of relaxing outside.
0: That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. I didn't even look at the topic today. I, I usually look at it and try to seed random things to see if you can pick up on it for a transition, but I didn't even look this week. So,
1: um, So, yeah. So uh, what I want to do with our topic this week is is wrap up our theme on uh, the current state of of remote work. Um, And the topic I have is, is is the office as we know it dead? Because if you think about it, like what we're seeing is we're seeing employees that are being told it's time to return to the office, quitting Their jobs and 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 going to a full remote job. You have um, companies that are downsizing or closing offices. I've heard from you know a, a a few colleagues that they're being told like you know your 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 time in the office is now limited. Like pick two days a week to come in. There's not going to be any set desks, you just come in and grab a spot to work, you know, may, may make it something where, you know, you know, there's a reason to come into the office. Companies are closing offices. So so State Street Bank, <clears throat> um, I mean, I'm familiar with them because they were a client of mine 15 years ago in, in another industry and like they're one of the biggest providers of a fund accounting services, but they're a, a massive international bank. Their main US headquarters are, are out of Boston, but they announced a couple of weeks ago that they're closing their New York office. Mm-hmm. So anybody that was based in New York would go into that office. So I guess yeah, you're, you're, you're close to wall street, anything like that. If you need to be, they're closing that office. So you're seeing this move to, to downsize the office. And I mean, these are examples that could lend to an answer of yes to my question. Um, but there are still some companies are holding fast to, to some kind of full-time return to the office. So what I want to do to close this out is, is talk about what is the future of the office? And again, with kind of like a, a hyperbolic question of, Mm -hmm. is it dead?
0: Um, I don't think it's, it's dead. Um, I think, I think change inherently takes a long time. So, I, you know, while we are seeing uh, a lot of uh, kind of wrangling with the ideas of what to do with it, I think the default position um, is going to be to go back in the office. And I think we've, we've kind of gotten a stay a bit because we've, we've had COVID draw out, I think, a little longer than we all expected. And I think the experts are around said, hey, pandemics take you know, 18, 36 months to run their course. And we all thought, oh, this will be over in 10 to 12 months. We'll be back to normal. So uh, I think we were already expecting to to kind of have to make that decision. And we're kind of in this, this place where we have a little bit more kind of freedom to delay that decision, but it's coming. And I think the default for most companies is going to be to go back to business as usual. It will be interesting to see, what happens there because you know you have it seems like it seems like there's a lot of noise from people saying i've been given this new sense of autonomy and freedom and i'm not willing to give it up so i think i think businesses have a lot of interesting challenges to to think about and i think going back to the office is is an opportunity that can be taken but not as again jim says not same old same old like if you go back to the way it was and you don't give or don't continue to give your employees the sense of autonomy and freedom of movement that they have right now companies are going to are going to struggle there's going to be some challenges and you're going to see a continued mass movement of employees who are just unwilling to give that up and again i think we've we've so tightly coupled that with remote work that it's remote work right but i think really the bigger discussion is more around the autonomy and freedom that remote offers. I think you can have that in other models, full office, hybrid, but that really needs to be part of the discussion that it's less about quote remote and more about just freedom and autonomy that the employees are really craving right now.
1: So you're saying while the, the, the surface level topic is, is about the where it's really about the how
0: yeah you said it much better and cleaner than I did that's yeah absolutely absolutely right and I think that's where the discussion needs to be had and then you can figure out you know based on your business based on what you do what's the right setup for us for some people they'll they'll conclude it's in the office and I think that's okay for others they'll come up with more of a hybrid distributed system for others they'll come up with a fully remote, you know, and, and I think if they've put in the work and the thought to make that work, any of those can work. But if your focus is on the, the, where you're missing the conversation, it, it really needs to be on this change of how you've perceived and treated your employees. That is much, much more um, important than where people are working from, from my perspective. Um, we saw um I, and, and to kind of talk about this thrashing about about the where, uh, did you see the uh, survey? Um, I don't know if it's a survey, but there was some kind of study coming out. Um, uh, I don't know if it was Microsoft or some third party published it about their experience with remote work over the pandemic.
1: No, I missed that one.
0: So I, I'm probably bastardizing a bit, but I think the headline was that that at Microsoft, it was determined that remote work is going to absolutely result in less collaboration and less, um, less work, less work creation. Um, and that they found that Primarily, that was driven by lack of communication, that their workforce was not communicating as much, that um, employees were not engaging in meetings, new hires were feeling unwelcomed because they were not part of the conversation, and they felt that that was going to lead to a loss of productivity and a loss of, uh, of innovation.
1: I mean, convenient because I bet you they cited, they funded that and then cited it for their reason to return to the office. So and that's what
0: I think we'll see a lot of. And as, as these things start to come out, we have to ask the question, who who is profiting from this opinion? And as we've seen on the other side of the aisle with the very loud and vocal pro remote crowd, we, we've seen that the people that are the loudest are often the people that's, that are positioned to profit the most from it because they're selling some sort of service or software for fully remote teams. So just, just be critical about it. But getting back to the topic of, of what becomes of the office, again, I think there, there will be a segment of, of companies where it's a full return to office. Um, and again, my advice to those companies would be, I think that's completely fine, but don't go back to the way it was before. Figure out how you can provide more autonomy and ownership of, of your employees' day, so they can be more in charge as far, as far as how they design their days, because that is really what they're craving more than the remote aspect. Um, for other companies, and I think really over time, I think the vast majority of companies are going to go to a hybrid model. Um, I, I, don't think that it's, um, realistic to think that most companies, especially large companies are going to go fully remote all the time and not in anywhere in the near future. I just don't think that that is a reality. I think it's a much better reality to go to some sort of a, of a hybrid model. And, and that's where I think there's a very interesting discussion of what the office becomes, because I think that the innovative companies, um, and I'm expecting there to be lots of product, hardware, software, and service companies that spring up around helping companies reimagine the office. Because if we're going back to it as a place to, you know, as a farm, basically, you know, a place to house employees, I think that's that's missing the opportunity um, for for these hybrid models. I think the opportunity is really to reimagine the office and and rethink it as a as a meeting and collaboration space as a maker space um, maybe even as a hoteling space you know maybe it's a, it's an opportunity to reimagine the space itself and maybe it becomes like you know we have working spaces and in some places we have short term apartments and it's an opportunity like our remote workforce can go work anywhere but when they come back to the office you know it's an option that they could have an apartment and I don't know, like who knows what that looks like. But I, to, to me, I think that that's where the real opportunity is, is not getting rid of the office, but reimagining it and, and recreating it in a way that it's less about a farm to house employees and more of a functional location that has specific solutions that, that, that we want to be able to provide for our workforce. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I I love the concept of, of the maker space know collaborative areas where then that gives people the autonomy to choose when to come in i you know i would love for our team to come in for the you know three days three straight days next week we're going to meet in this area because this is what we're going to work through and then that may be the the last time we're in for six weeks you know some kind of example like that but then it's it's meant to be a collaborative space and you're not just sitting sitting in a cube farm and you know, as this, this debate has gotten really ginned up and, and people are are arguing and, and um, was it was an episode or two ago, we talked about like the um, why, you know, you have these extreme sides. Like you do like, you know, I didn't necessarily see that one that you were talking about with Microsoft, but I saw another headline yesterday or the day before that, you know, because employees have saved so much time on commuting they should anticipate, and employers should expect employer employees to work more because they're not, they're now commuting less.
0: In fact, I've heard arguments where um, employees should be not only willing but should expect to take pay cuts because um, they're saving money working at home. Yeah, what, who's creating okay. these narratives?
1: This is, Well, I think it's one of two things. It's either people that profit from the, the argument and, and the debate, or it's, you know, thought leaders, you know, you know, to give these companies reasons to cite when they do have pay cuts. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, you know, yeah, if you can go out and start seeding this narrative, I mean, let's face it that, I mean, that, that's, been done for, for decades, go out and seed this argument so that it's kind of the, the precedent has been set. It's been out there that, you know, when we come in and do pay cuts, it's like, yeah, you know, we we, should, we actually should uh, cut your pay because you're, you're not commuting as much. You're not putting as much wear and tear on your vehicle. You're not spending as much on gas. So, yeah, you should expect a, a pay cut. Um, but I, I saw that the other day. And one of the things that this this topic, and I touched on it a bit, last week but this topic has really kind of start started to to make me think and don't take this the wrong way as my boss Um, (laughs) like you know as as I've been thinking through remote work and I mentioned last week how like it took me a while to really embrace the concept Mm -hmm. of working remotely and, and getting creative of where and when I work and not being chained to to a desk as I had been programmed to Like part of me has been thinking, like I don't want to grind anymore. Uh, On this podcast, I've also been very open about my workaholic tendencies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the you know I I I have to work tonight, like the panic attack. I need to get that email out because if I don't, someone's not you know someone's not going to be happy tomorrow morning if it's not in an inbox. Like that 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 thought process starts to 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 spiral. But then there's part of me. It's like I've been a workaholic for twenty plus years. At this point, I don't want to do that anymore. I yeah. want to put in I, I enjoy what I do. I want to I, I want to do that. And then I want to go enjoy life. I want to go live life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's
1: what this series of episodes has really also gotten that is bubbled up, you know, bubbled up those thoughts and really helped me kind of pull them together in in kind of like a solid, solid argument.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, that's something you and I have talked a lot about. Like um, it's, it's funny because, and, and, and this actually leads into one of my follow up questions to you, but it's funny that the things that we think happen in an office, at least in my experience, usually don't. And the things that we fear the most happening in remote usually don't, right? Like, you know, you and I had a lot of talk when you first joined about like, dude, you got to get out of this mindset. Like we're not in an office anymore. Like, take advantage of this, but we all fall victim to it. It's like, we're so tied and we so just want to work, work, work. It's like, we have all this opportunity and freedom, but man, we're not taking advantage of it. And it's just funny to me because when you talk to a manager that is anti-remote, it's like, well, Jim's going to be out dinking around all the time. It's like, it's actually the opposite. Like I've had to like tell Jim, like, stop, dude, go do something, you know? So, and, and on the flip side of that, and it was going to be my question back to you is that And especially about reimagining the office, we hear all of this talk about, we can't go remote because communication and collaboration and creativity. I'm like, I don't know that I've ever been in an office where I felt creative. (laughs) You know, I've been in offices where I feel the opposite of creative and collaborative because it's like drab and I'm stuck in this stupid cube and it's noisy and it's just, so maybe I've just worked for really crappy companies But I have never in my career been in an office where I'm like, I need to go to the office because I just feel super creative being there. (laughs) You know, just for me, it never happened.
1: Um, So one company I worked for, we had two big buildings in this one area. They were down the street from each other. Um, And... You had the the one building, which had, like, that's where you had reception for for visitors. You had the executive team. You had the business side, and you had a few other teams, and then the other main building was all development, and I, when I started at a company, we were at that first building I was talking about, and then the mm-hmm. rumor started saying that they were going to relocate our team to the other one so we could be closer to that, that other group and there were people that were dreading it because that other building was nicknamed death star because <laughs> to your point it was gray it was drab mm-hmm. it was dreary it was nothing but cube farms and like people that were more or less overworked and yeah like nobody wanted to go work in that building and when we got moved over there it was it was not nice it was not fun yeah and and it was, so we could be closer to them, but then also, but still, it was like, everybody still got stuck, you know, in, in their cube. So no, like, I mean, now let me take that back. I mean, there've been a couple times, um, where it, it's been collaborative in the office, but like, if you're saying like day to day collab, you know, uh, collaborating or, um, creativity will be up with everybody
0: in the same space yet. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. It, it doesn't happen by default. Right. And I think, yeah. And I think that that's, again, the importance of being really deliberate in this conversation because we're, we're just too surface level. It's about the well. If everyone's in the office, we automatically are creative and collaborate. No, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, you know? Um, And so we need to be talking about the, the more underlying facets of, of what this is because can an office help you be more connected, communicative, communicative and collaborative? A hundred percent, but it doesn't happen by default just by putting people in an office. And, and I think that that's where so many companies are going to trip up in this conversation. Again, if we come back in the office, we're automatically going to communicate and collaborate better. Nope. You know, if we come back in the office, then everybody's going to be okay and happy. Nope. Because you're going to now have to think about giving them the autonomy that they want. So that's where I'm, I'm really stuck on like, let's just reinvent this. Let's rethink, think this. And the office can be a very magical place, but not unless we put deliberate thought into how we want to use it. Um, so I'll, I'll give you the kind of the opposite example. And, and for the record, I, I, I love Hallmark. Um, they were a great company to work with, really amazing people. I miss uh, I miss my trips out to Kansas City. I can't imagine how anyone in that company could go into that building and be creative. <laughs> um you know, I walked into that building and I'm like, did I just get like did I just step into a time machine and go back to 1960? It was the most bizarre feeling in the world. I can't even des- begin to describe it and paint a proper picture of what it was like walking into that building, but it was literally like I was stepping into the 1960s. And I and I'm like, how can you expect anyone in this company to be able to compete with like the papyruses of the world and the companies that are thinking creatively about greeting cards and new ways to do things like sitting in this office, it it can't be done, you know? And so again, I think the fact that you have proximity and you have people close together and you have the opportunity to like closely communicate and collaborate can be an amazing thing, but we're going to have to think about ways. and, And again, this whole concept of a makerspace to me is, is where it's at you know, we create locations to solve specific things. We create locations with specific tools that we can go in to use and we create spaces that drive creativity. You know, it's not the drab office with the cube farms and it's not like the fancy offices with the ping pong tables and the, you know, fancy coffee machine. It's offices that have been really thought out from a design perspective of, it would be hard, even if you're not a creative person to step foot in here and not start thinking creatively, you know, it would be hard not to communicate and collaborate with people because this space just begs for people to come together and start talking about things like that to me is where the magic is going to happen. And honestly, very few companies are going to do it.
1: Yeah. It it all comes down to intentionality and there's got to be a lot of, Thought into that and then i don't know if it was you or somebody else recently put out on twitter thinking is hard um
0: it uh it, it yeah it that was me so, I, I was me replying to one of evan's tweets
1: yeah and yeah because th- th- there's going to be a lot of hard work involved in saying how do we make this collaborative mm-hmm. you know lot you know because i mean there's i mean there's certain parts of work that are just mundane Mm -hmm. let's let's admit it. Like we all have those parts of our week where it's like, okay, we got to get these mundane tasks done, you know, leave them for, for somewhere else. You may, yeah. But to, to pull people into an office to do that, you have to be intentional. You can't just put up some ping pong tables or, you know, a TV with a video game system up that, you know, people can take, you know, in the break room, Mm -hmm. you're going to need to think like, how do we design this space to, to, you know, draw those people in and then kind of get those creative juices flowing.
0: Yeah. And that's where I think it's, it's a really great opportunity for people to spin up companies around that. Cause I think these businesses are going to need help and to have advisors and consultants come in and say, we can transform the office, you know, not only from a vision perspective, but from an engineering perspective, from a uh, finishes perspective, from a, just re re-figuring out how you want to use this. I think is a great opportunity for people to spin up a whole industry uh, around that because companies will will need help and again, I think the vast majority of them aren't going to think about it. They're going to go back to the office and cube farms. Um, a few will think about it, but they'll realize they don't have the expertise to do it and so they're going to go back to the office and cube farms and an, and an elite few are going to be like, wow this is a real opportunity for us to rethink this space and really do something magical with it and it's gonna be amazing to see what they're able to create.
1: yeah. I yeah, I'm excited to see those companies that actually take this this opportunity to kill off the office model we're familiar with mm-hmm. the the office model that we've been programmed to embrace and, and look forward to mm-hmm. and, and 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 build something different because yeah. I think those are the, the the companies that are going to attract the the the, the top talent
0: Yeah. And I will tell you, if I had an office and and for me, it would have to be a co-working location. But if I had a co-working location that I could go to that offered me that post pandemic, I would absolutely be going to that. You know, I love being at home. I love spending time in my home office. But if I had that as an option a couple days a week, absolutely. But I'm not interested in going to a co-working location just to rent a desk or an office to make phone calls in like like I can do that at home. It's there. You've got to offer me something unique and different. And I want to feel connected. I want to be able to collaborate with other smart people and I want to feel creative. So if you can't give me a space to do that, I have no interest going in. And I think that that's what you're going to find with a lot of employees is that they're again, as long as the, you're addressing the autonomy, they're not going to want to go back into an office just to have an office. You're going to have to offer them something different and unique So when they go back in, it's like, okay, this is giving me something I want, not just something that you think I need. Like, I don't need a desk. I got that at home. (laughs) You know, like I need something more. And again, I think the biggest mistake the company is going to make is that, well, the more is that you're with all your coworkers and your colleagues. They're all right there. So what? They're all right there virtually. And, you know, just because we're more closer in person isn't going to force it to happen. Like maybe incremental a bit more, but. It's not gonna move the needle. That was that was a lot.
1: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it, it was a lot, but like I, I don't know if there's much more with this that, yeah. that, that we could talk about. Like it's it's yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because I am I'm seeing two sides of not the debate because we've already talked about that, but like two sides of this approach. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hearing from colleagues that are being told like the office is going to be here as that space for when you need somewhere to go, but we're really looking for you to work from home from now on. But then I'm also hearing, you know, there, there are those stories out there and I'm curious about how much of it is actual AstroTurf or not about those <laughs> companies. Like we're going back into the office and, you know, with the, the tone of it, it's going back to the way
0: it was. Oh, for sure. And I know, I know personally of companies that have sent a okay. message out. So it is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it is like I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people talk about that. They, they, they've they quit jobs like, no, I'm not going back in. I, mm-hmm. I've enjoyed this. And I've told you, like my wife and I, we, we know a few people that when the pandemic kicked off and they, they saw like remote work was going to be indefinite or the, you know, the expectation was going to be indefinite, they moved. They moved mm-hmm. an hour and a half away from that, the work location. Yeah, And now it's like, all right, I, I want to stay remote or I'm going to leave.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. And and, you know, again, I've, been, I've been able to successfully do my job for 18 months. Like,
0: you know, like I, I want to stay wow. remote. Yeah. And and again, I think we've had a little bit of a stay from companies having to make those tough decisions because we're still kind of uh, at the height of the, uh, the pandemic. And so they, they haven't been forced to do a full return to office. Uh, so I think it's probably going to be delayed until probably the middle of next year but we've already started to see movement of employees. And I think it's only Mm -hmm. going to continue to ramp up in that. We're going to see a lot of fluidity in employees um, moving around because sure, there are going to be some that go along with the flow. Sure. There are going to be some that liked the way it was before, but I, I truly believe that the vast majority of people that have gotten this new sense of freedom and autonomy are not going to be willing to give it up. And unless you address that, be prepared for a large percentage of your workforce to turn over in the next six to 12 months.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the total tone I'm, I'm picking up with too. It's like, I've really come to enjoy this. I, like, um, like, I I think like people's habits, like, well, so it's 21 days to change a habit. That's what they say. 21 days to change Mm -hmm. a habit. And the, what people have gotten used to just with kids and school and, and all of those things going back into the office is going to be a major disruptor. Um, so, uh, my wife went back into the classroom for like the last two months of the school year last year. And it was, it was, it even threw us off. So like 12 months of being at home, you know, 12, 14 months of being at home. Oh my god, it was it, it, it was great with you know with, with pickup and drop off for childcare. Now, granted, we were both working from here, but we 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 still took them to to a babysitter so we can both get our work done. It was so much easier having both of us here. It, really? it actually like it, it, like because before my wife was running out the door at 7:30 in the morning, so I'm getting him ready, getting him off to the babysitter so I can get, get to start work with uh, teaching from home she wasn't logging in until 20 after eight that extra 50 minutes made a huge difference in in our morning routine and it didn't feel as rushed and we were actually talking about this the other night um she didn't go back to work this year Um, but one of the things the school district is they they changed the uh the bell schedule (laughs) so they were starting and it was kind of a unilateral decision there was no it wasn't put it up for vote or discussion or anything they shifted the school day Forty minutes later, to to you know for some reason or another, and so the school would start forty minutes later. But that means you're getting out forty minutes later. And where we we live, and she was teaching, that forty minutes would have added an additional thirty minutes to the commute with traffic. And Mm. she's like, like it would it would have been tough this year with her going back into the classroom. What we had gotten used to with her just teaching from home. Mm. I'm like, yeah, like that, that that that. she wouldn't be getting home until five o'clock. Whereas before, and I would have to go pick him up. You know, mm, whereas, yeah. I remember that. and it would be like I'd be, you know, trying to wrap up my you know my day. I'd have to shift my day like two hours earlier. So I could kind of wrap up around 3:30, go pick him up, spend time with him in the afternoon. She'd get home. We'd rush through dinner, the whole bedroom routine, a bedtime routine, and then pff, off to bed, and then repeat the next day. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I'm glad it's a, uh, it's a much more enjoyable, manageable workflow. This it is
1: Like if we we were thinking about this the other day. I'm like, it, you know, it's, we could be both be a little dramatic at times. I'm like, it would have been miserable. Yeah. You know, g- dealing with that. Like just like that, the, what we've gotten used to both of us being at home, working from home and then the shift in the schedule for, for her, her work schedule it would have been yeah it would have been brutal especially like when you get into like the dead of winter when it gets <laughs> yeah. dark here at like quarter of 5 it's already starting
0: to get dark early oh yeah but yeah, yeah. but like
1: it, it, you know when you get into the dead of winter it's dark here 4:30 quarter yeah five.
0: yeah 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 Well, oh Stop. before we sign off uh yes. are you going full italian here with the striped jogger or what's what's happening
1: no no it's it's a polo shirt
0: oh no, okay I yeah, didn't no. see it was short sleeve. Okay. Yeah, so, no, short sleeves.
1: Not that I, I,
0: I would approve of either. So. Nice. <laughs>
1: well, cool. Well, yeah, this has been this has been a a fun topic to dig into. I know it's something we 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 talk about a lot, but it's just because over the years we've always gotten questions from friends, family, colleagues, clients, yeah. like, how do we? how do you do this full remote? And it, it's it's something I like to talk to because right now it is definitely an an evolving area. It's yeah. the, the pa- pandemic has definitely accelerated it. It was something that was growing. But now, like people who may not have thought before that they had an opportunity to do it, have done it and want to embrace it.
0: Yeah. For sure, and we're happy to help. I mean, it's not a paid service we offer, but we've done this forever, it seems like, and um, you know, hopefully, we we've been able to answer some questions, especially this month as we've been focused on it as a as a topic. But but we love talking about it. So it's like, serious, hit us up on LinkedIn or Twitter or something if you have questions, or it's like, hey, we're here we're trying to figure something out. How do you guys do this? Because we've we've kind of been down this path for a while, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And 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 not to toot our own horn, we've done it successfully
0: yeah that's been awesome and will continue yeah. to be so
1: yeah well cool man cool. this has been fun yep good so, job yep good good catching up with you so we will uh, wrap up for now and talk to everybody later see you